Hello, this is Bernie Pereira and welcome to Learn, Act, Grow. Today's episode, my interview with Steve Larson. My name is Bernie Pereira and today I'm talking with online business expert Steve Larson about the common mistakes that stop most people from building an online business before they even get started. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, thanks so much. Glad to be here. Very excited. Okay. All right. So before we start, let me just run over a quick bio for my listeners. Um, Stephen is a well-known expert on the subject of online business. He's the former lead funnel builder for Russell Brunson, who's a co-owner of ClickFunnels. So he left the security of his nine-to-five job at ClickFunnels to build his own million-dollar business without funding or debt. Now, I came across you in one Mm -hmm. of your Facebook Live sessions when you were building out your 30-day challenge offer based on on the actual responses of the people watching. So, (laughs) So I'll tell you, it was fascinating to actually watch how you actually did that. That was pretty um, crazy. (laughs) I hadn't signed up yet because I was looking around to see who had the best offer. And obviously uh, what you actually presented and the way you did it, I mean, you were just walking the the talk. So I signed up under you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so I thought it was just pure marketing and salesmanship at its best. So, um, and I think you basically go over what actually happened on one of on your sales funnel radio podcast as well. I remember actually um, listening to it. Okay, so um, thank you for consenting to actually this interview and sharing a little of your extensive extensive knowledge and experience. So let me just move down. We'll jump right in. Now, um, I've got a set of questions here to ensure that I stay mainly on track and we're on time. Yeah, it's only fine. (laughs) So... Could we start first by just, um, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself so our audience can understand who you are, where you're coming from, and how you can relate to where they are right now. Yeah, basically, it took me like 17 tries to actually build a business, um, <laughs> which is a lot, <laughs> and I know it is, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't willing to give up. And uh, I first started when my wife and I were kind of in a financial bind, and um, for a couple of years, you know, we just really didn't have any money. And... Um, uh, you know, one thing led to another and I'm failing through all these businesses, just fail, 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 you know, and it was, it was that part where, you know, most entrepreneurs go through this where they get a little, you know, your pride's attached to it, understandably, and uh, people are asking me questions like, is this the one, you know, which I'm sure everyone on listening has been there before, is this the one that's going to work? Oh, you're doing another thing now? You know, and you're like, shut up, you know, and, uh, and so I was running as hard as I could to go try and make this something happen, and, um, uh, it was using a concept called a sales funnel that actually made it all work. And um, that made all the difference. So what I do is um, we build these things called sales funnels. And basically, like, I have a marketing degree. And, and everything I was taught in college, it's like the exact opposite <laughs> that we teach you to do. Don't go get a business loan. Do not write a business plan. Do not yeah. come up with a, a mission. It's like totally opposite. And um, so we go in and, and we teach people um, basically using sales funnels. How you don't need any of that, and it's actually safer um, to do it that way. Oh, okay, I 
um, I'm just seeing a poor network connection, but it's okay, we'll, we'll motor on. I read you left ClickFunnels at the end of 2017. So for those who don't know your backstory, when they're looking at it, at what you accomplished in less than a year, could you be described as an overnight success? Or <laughs> the, really? the overnight seven-year success? Yeah, seven-year success. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess which part of it are you looking for? The the part where I left dramatically or entered dramatically? <laughs> I guess for me is um, the fact that you um, you were doing the click funnels, but you were also coaching. So you were actually teaching people who went out and actually did what what you basically were teaching. So you could see it, it was inevitable. It wasn't really like an overnight success by chance. It was sort of like you know, it was going to happen, you knew, because it was working already for some people. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what was crazy is, uh, so we launched this program about, I don't know, about like six months into working for, for ClickFunnels. I, I literally sat an arm's length away from Russell, and um, we sat back to back in, you know, this little office there. Uh, it's a different office than he has now. And um, we sat back to back, and after about like six months, you know, it was crazy because I, I had such... Russell Brunson fanboyism already, and I was like trying to like keep it in. And I was like, oh, don't don't tell him that you're like you know you mean like a psycho me? fan already. You know, don't like uh, what was that Sandlot? Don't be a doofus. Don't be a doofus. You know. Anyway, so I had that running through my head all the time when I was there. And about six months into it, um, I kept listening. You know, I would be working and building falls, but he would be right there coaching his inner circle, or right there talking to Robert Kiyosaki. You know, or right there talking. You know, and I was like, be listening to these high level conversations with these guys. And after a while, after he got he got off this call from he was talking with his inner circle, and um, I turned around to him and I said, "Do you ever feel like you're saying the same thing like every day to everybody?" And he's like, "Yes." I said, "What if?" And we, we came up with this idea to have something in between, like before you get to Russell, so that they could train them and he could work on all the high level stuff. Right, and and I would be there to help get people off the ground, yeah. so that he wouldn't have to do that at that part anymore. He could start from like mid air rather than from the ground. And so we went. We launched this program. I went through twelve years of his content. Took forever, about six months for me to go through it all, and I indexed all of it. I was like, okay, let me try and organize this. All right, in order to do this, really got to know this, this, and this. In order to do that, though, you really have to understand these things. In order to do that, it builds off of that. So it's like this huge chain of events. I mean, it's a massive, massive Excel sheet, absolutely gigantic. And um, I went and indexed all the stuff, and we put it into an order. And um, I put it in this members area. It was all that. It was like just absolutely freakishly huge project, honestly. Um, we went and we launched out the program to all these people. There were 600 students, and I was the only coach. And what was interesting about that is I started seeing patterns in the way we intended for people to understand it mm. versus how they were actually understanding it. And I logged hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, I think I've, I've logged well over 2,000 hours just in coaching people in the process now, like like a crazy, crazy amount um, of going around. Uh, I'd say 2,000 hours with like the coaching and the building of it and looking at all their stuff and all together, I'd say. But like it, it's insane to look at what we intended versus what they were actually doing with it. Mm. And um, spending that much time in the weeds and that much time, you know, with people who were brand new starting up, suddenly all these other patterns started appearing that I was the only one who could see because I was just spending that much time on the mat with them, you know. <laughs> and so after a while, I started seeing all these patterns come in. 
And I was like, wait, okay, so yes, that's true. Well, we originally said, but add this and this in, and now it's way easier. Or do that first and then this instead of the other way, and you'll save like a month or two. Or, you know, all these different ways um, as I was working so close to people um, doing that. And so when I left ClickFunnels, it was like, it wasn't that I just had gone through a member's area. You know, I knew very vividly the pattern that caused cash very frequently. So yeah. Yeah, you that's what I You've got this, um, I think you, I saw the word automation in, um, in one of your bios, and you had Emith um, Revisited as one of your top books. I remember, yeah. I remember actually reading that some years ago and thinking that it was like, um, I mean, obviously that concept of McDonald's being the, a small business in itself, I think it was something like that, um, but the systems that were, that were in there, and I guess... If I lead now into the fact that it's like I'm talking about the three most common mistakes that an entrepreneur makes, it's probably the system might come into play, that there is no actual sort of system or way of instructing. I mean, I don't want to sort of lead it because I actually really want to hear what you consider to be the three most common mistakes that entrepreneurs yeah. actually go through. So what would you say? Sure, in, no, sure. in no order, but... I'd say the first biggest one I, was, I typically see is that there's just these gigantic misunderstanding on expectations. Um, we were building the funnel with somebody. My role at ClickFunnels when I first got there was to build Russell's personal clients' sales funnel. So I would go in and just he'd get these cool offers, and I'd go build it for these big guys, you know. And so it led to me being able to build funnels for a lot of, you know, Marcus Lemonis on CNBC, yeah, yeah. We, did huge, we did huge stuff, and it's really, really fun, but, like, I think people have a heart, like, so we're building funnels with, with this other guy. It wasn't Marcus, but there's another guy. I'll, I'll leave him nameless. And uh, he, you know, we were putting a dollar in, we were getting about a, a dollar thirty back out. So we put a dollar in an ads, so we get a dollar thirty back out. And, and they were upset about that. And we were like, you got to understand, we made you like this front-end, low-ticket funnel, mm. and you're literally getting customers for free now. And they were mad, though, that they weren't making like millions of dollars coming in off this thing. We are like, no, no, we, we understand we just launched it, and it's breaking even. That's a million-dollar scenario. And they're like, no, 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 it's not like, are you kidding? We put $500 in, we got, you know, $1,300 back out or something like that. You know, it'd be like $500 in, $580 back out or whatever, right? And, and, and they'd be... Why, why aren't these huge numbers yet? And I think the biggest the biggest thing that people mess up with when it comes to funnels is that they think that the initial funnel that they create to bring people in, get cash, and convert into a customer is the funnel that makes them a million dollars or makes them this huge success or gives them financial freedom. And that's not at all the reality. The reality is most of the time, yeah. most of the time, it's always exceptions, but most of the time someone builds a funnel and you're just trying to break even. You're literally just creating a customer creating machine. That's it. It's just a customer creation machine. And all we, if we, if it breaks even, we know that's a million dollar scenario because everything we give to them in the back end afterwards is, is pure profit. Yeah. And um, I feel like people have to reset their expectations when they build them sometimes. They're like, well, I'm not making all these funnels or scams. Like, no, <laughs> you just haven't offered anything else. Are you else saying yet. <laughs> that they're underestimating? The potential of it, or they're, they're basically overestimating what they think that this will actually deliver. Well, yeah, I mean, how much does a doctor get paid, right? Like three hundred to five hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year, maybe, and they spent 
12 years convincing the market that's what they're worth. Then somebody comes in and they spend, you know, maybe a month just learning the funnel doctrine, you know, of what actually makes these work. And then they go and launch it. They're like, it doesn't work. I'm like, man, you're freaking brand new. (laughs) All right. You haven't done a thing yet. You know, you're just starting out, you know. And so just like anything else, it takes a little bit of time. But the power of it is that if you go get one of these funnels that just break even, I mean, that skips literally everything I was taught in college to do. I don't need a business plan. I don't need to take on business debt. I don't have to give up equity. I, I literally have a customer creation machine. Everything in the, in the, in the, you know, following up is just pure profit. That's, that's the fastest million dollar scenario we find all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a business degree as well. So, but I mean, I won't, I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, I, there was, no, certain, I don't mind it either. Yeah. I'm glad I did. I mean, there were certain but, things. There were certain very things outdated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So that's one. The basically the misconceptions or the perceptions are a bit sort of construed. What would you actually consider were a couple of the others? That, um... uh, yeah. So the second biggest one that I see is that people believe their success is based on the product. That is like the yeah. biggest yeah. fallacy I see over and over and over. It's like people don't buy because of the product. We think that they do. That's not at all the case, though. Nobody buys because of a product. Everybody buys because of a sales message. The product just fulfills on the promise that the sales message made. That's it. That's that's it right there. Um, but it's, anyway, understanding that there's a huge difference between a sale and a product. That I would say is big. There, there was a. Um, I went and I took. Actually, funny enough, it's right here. I took this book, um, and I went on stage once and I guess well being me on the so I took this book and and I, I told the story about this book and this book means a lot to me um yeah you know when my I was trying to figure this game out and it was like failure 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 um you know my wife understandably she was asking one day like hey is this is this gonna work and we I remember we went over to um McDonald's for the dollar menu for our date that week, you know, and, and, uh, we had no money and we were super broke and, and, um, and I remember just trying to be tough on the, you know, on the outside, but inside I was freaking out. I was like, Oh yeah, babe, you know, ain't nothing but a thing. This is going to be awesome. You know, it's all good. We're going to make it. Yeah. But on the inside, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. This is business dry, like, you know, eight. And, um, and I don't know how this is different than the last one. And, you know, but I was trying to stay tough. Anyway, one day I was walking down the street a little bit after that and uh, started raining a little bit and and uh, there was this there was this man that I saw sitting on this bench, this park bench, yeah. and um, he was just wearing wealth. So so wealthy. I mean his watch was easily more than than what we were making in a year, you know, like that kind of scenario. But uh, it wasn't anyway. The dude was sitting there and he's reading something and this limo pulls up in front of him and this guy with unnaturally amazing posture comes out, walks around, opens up the door and does this little half bow, you know, just bows over a little bit. And, um, the old man on the bench stands up and they smile at each other, uh, warmly. You can tell that there's a relationship there. And he went and he sat down in the, in the limo. And as they go to close the door, I don't know what got in me, but I decided to run. And I ran, I ran, I ran. I put my hand in the door as soon as they started closing it. I'm sure I looked like I was going to like shoot him or something or like attack him. <laughs> uh, but I, anyway, um, I said, hey, man, how'd you get so wealthy? I'm sure you get asked this all the time. How'd you do it? Mm. And he smiled, waited for a while, and he said, I get asked that a lot. 
I said, I've been trying lots of stuff. It's not that I'm lazy. I just don't know what to do. And, uh, and I'm launching, and I'm launching, and I'm launching. And he goes, Here, here's the answer. He goes, and he was, he was holding this book. And he goes, if you will read this book, yeah. you read this book for 20 minutes a day and apply it for 40 minutes a day afterwards, you will not recognize your life in one year. And I was like, okay. He handed me the book, closed the door, drove off, never seen him again. Since then, that was four years ago. Since then, right, I've gone on and I've, I know I've met the author. And, uh, and I've met the author and I've, and I've been able to go in. And I, I don't know if your audience, I don't know if you like to read. I like to read, but it takes me forever. So I like yeah. to listen to audiobooks because yeah. I just will get too stuck in details and stuff. So I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Uh, we also went and we created a, a, a cool, this is something we give away to people. We give them the, the book. We give them the audiobook. Um, I had my team create a bullet point outline of the entire book and then a checklist so they can actually go apply it. And then for the, for the, for about 50 people a day, uh, a year, we go and we grab them and do a private event with the author. Now, all of that is made up. All of that. McDonald's, the guy, I've never read this book. Yeah. It's a rant one off my shelf. Like, you know what I mean? Like the first time I did it, but how bad do you want the book? No, it's not. It's your story. <laughs> right, it's, it's because of the story, and, and that's like the biggest thing I keep trying to pound inside entrepreneurs' heads. Is like, people don't buy. The, I, did I talk about the chapters? No. Did I talk about all the stuff on the back? No. I don't even know what this is about except for the title. I've never overly opened it. Like, I, I've never read anything from it. And like, the first time I did that, I did it on a stage. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell the ClickFunnels staff that's what I was going to do. They thought I was selling because I was. They could make a point. There was a stage rush, and. I've never had that happen before, and I sold so many copies of this guy's book. I, I should go get a commission from him. And funny enough, one of the people that helped him author this very book was in the audience, and she said, I've never heard that story. That's crazy. I, I, she's like, I went and I bought it just because I, I, I didn't know that about him, and he's willing to do that to you. That's crazy. And I was like, it's all fake. And I was trying to like stop this rush. And you know, I went into a little more depth with that and pulled more emotion out, things like that. But like, that's the whole point is that no one buys because of your product. Yeah. And too many times I find that an entrepreneur gets stuck focusing on their product and they won't go figure out how the thing freaking sells. Mm -hmm. And so they'll go and walk, they'll be like, well, like I've coached over 2000 people in this process now and personally, and, and I always ask like, are you selling yet? And they'll be like, no, I'm still working on my product. And I'm like, I want to smack them. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding? Yeah. You haven't even thought of how it sells. Have you? What's the story you're going to tell? You'll be like, well, I'll figure that out later. I'm like, and you're already thinking about the product? Like, it's the opposite order. You should be thinking about how stuff sells and then what product fulfills on whatever story you're telling. Mm -hmm. And we do it that way, way easier. And you save yourself. The first product I tried to create took me eight months. And I was so, I'm a victim of this mentality. That's why I'm kind of passionate about it. And like, I, I couldn't sell it. Eight months went by. I spent all, I was in the army. I was in college. I was married. We had kids. Like, the discretionary time I was spending to make the product was very valuable. Yeah. And then for it to not sell was a huge slap in the face to me. And it took another four months, I believe, for the first sale to come in after I launched it. Because I hadn't spent any time thinking about how it sells. Like, the product doesn't matter, yeah. like, in the sales process. It matters way less than people wish it did. Yeah. And so people need to become salesmen, and they need to own that. They, they're, they're, there's this weird mentality about selling. I'm a salesman. Good. Well, I just, I got stuck in sales. Yo, you mean like the most incredible, lucrative, and prestigious career on the face of the planet? Sales? 
right? Keeps the economy on sweet. Like, that's the place I believe people should be focusing on like crazy. The product matters, of course. Like, fulfill. Be amazing. Over-deliver. But... Oh, definitely. It's the message. I can relate in a way because I am actually in sales. (laughs) Um, So I like the fact that it's like you're marketing, but you're a sales... You've got a strong sales background as well. And you've you've basically got every kind of hat under as well. (laughs) No wonder you're successful, Stephen. I usually wear this one. Okay, well, there's two. and I know I'm just looking at the time. Um, I guess the third one is what basically... um, Belief, not really. It's just a mix. Kind of. Uh, you know, I think it's it actually ties in with a little bit of what I was talking about. Yeah. For, you know, number two, understanding product and sales totally yeah. different. Yeah. Number three, though, I'd say um, I think people um, they don't belittle it. They just don't put enough emphasis on being able to be a good storyteller. That's like your major asset yeah. as a marketer. Just tell stories all the time. Yeah. Publish. That's what I love about your podcast. You've just got a story. For everything and things. And I love that whole thing about having that mat time and stuff. Yeah. So it's shaking me out of that thing. Now, I did actually wanted to say uh, say something really quickly. Um, I have to confess that when I was looking at the outline of the show, I was actually thinking about my own client base who yeah. are business owners who grew their business out of a skill that they have. And things. Sure. So they only saw the web as a web, I mean, the internet for a website and emails and not really making money through there and things. So um, you have that background where you do that high-level type of selling and consultation with corporates. Do you see a difference at all in the way that you, you have to change your approach a bit to the person who's actually trying to build an online business from the ones that are actually come in, coming in from an established type of business? And I think that's the beauty of the internet is it levels the playing field. So it's actually the same strategy. It's just that usually with corporate, there's a little more time and resources they can allocate. Okay. That's really it. It's the difference in speed. That really is there's not really a – so it's actually the same. I was uh, I got to go hang out with Trey Lowen for a little while. That was fun. And go consult on his webinar and stuff. And it's the same process I take through with him, making just this okay. insane amount of money as I do someone who's brand new. But that is another place where there's clashing beliefs. Well, I can't because I'm not big yet. Well, you actually can because the internet exists. (laughs) Yeah, okay. All right. Um, Well, that's probably um, basically it. (laughs) Keep it simple. (laughs) Um, But I want to thank you, Stephen. I mean, thank you very much. And um, I'm sure that all the aspiring entrepreneurs who happen to tune in to, to the particular episode when I've got it out there. Um, we'll get a clearer understanding of the common mistakes you've mentioned the three um, when building an online business and how to avoid absolutely them. so is there any um, thing that you want to share for any particular listeners in terms of if they want to know more about you or learn more about from you know where you hang yeah. out and things yeah sales funnel radio is kind of my geek out spot if you do like this kind of stuff um, affiliateoutrage.com affiliate outrage oh, was created. That. That was created so yeah. that I could go and that literally is the, like the reason I like affiliate marketing is because somebody else makes the product, which doesn't mean you get to slack on the marketing of the product. So instead of getting distracted by making a product, you can just put the training wheels of marketing on and go with training wheels on practice selling other people's stuff where the real focus should be. So that's why it was created. It's a free program. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I'm going to sell your fun yeah. stash. I'm just putting my message together. 
Yeah, the funnel stash. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Okay, so thank you, Stephen. That's basically Thanks it. Thanks so much. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. We'll see you later. Thank Bye. you. Bye.